On today's show, the Yankees won another game in their series against Baltimore. Aaron Judge had a big night. Earldis Chapman ran into a little bit of trouble. Michael King was being Michael King. We'll talk about it all. Plus, there were a couple of tweets that pissed me off this morning relating to the Yankees. And I have a clap back for both of them. All of that is next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked on Yankees. Your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, Yankee fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also hit the like button on our videos and please comment if you feel so inclined. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Yankees. So the Yankees beat the Orioles again which is what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to beat up on bad teams, and things got a little sweaty in the ninth inning, thanks to Aroldis Chapman. Now, I realized on yesterday's show, I mentioned how people were not happy with Boone's decision to bring Chapman into the game the other night. And then he did the same thing last night. It almost came back to bite them in the ass. So we'll talk about that. I realized it when I was editing. I thought to myself, oh, right. I said I was going to talk about that and then completely forgot. So I apologize. But we'll be talking about Chapman again because there always seems to be something to talk about. And we will talk about Canton Yards. Yeah. Aaron Judge wasn't very happy with Canton Yards last night. Could have had three home runs if they didn't move the wall back. And I know people will say, well, the Yankees play the short porch to their advantage. So the Orioles move the fence back to help them. It took 30 years for them to realize this. 30 years of them thinking, oh, yeah, our opponents keep hitting home runs there. Maybe we should move the fences back. It didn't even take the Mets that long to realize that something was wrong with their stadium. How does it take you over 30 years to realize this? Baltimore. Hmm. Anyway, that new outfield is, it looks ridiculous. Sorry, it does. Maybe you should put a better team on the field. Maybe you should put out a better product for your rabid fans. I know a few rabid Orioles fans. They exist. And they've been going through it the last few seasons. Because this team made them excited in the mid-2010s. You had 2012, you had 2015, you had 2016, and then boom, nothing. Now, as I always say, Baltimore has good players on their team. They're just not all there yet. Will they ever be all there yet? Who knows with that ownership? Seriously. But it's just so funny that it took them this long to realize, hmm, maybe we should move the fences back because uh, some of these guys are hitting two home runs too easily against us, mainly the Yankees. So... Aaron Judge could have had three home runs last night. Only had two. And it was pretty funny, though. After that first hit, the double that he tried to stretch into a triple and got thrown out on, you know. Which, Aaron, please be careful. My God, you've been healthy. Don't screw it up. 
Then he hits the first home run, which would have been the second home run, to right center. And then he hits the second home run to left center, slightly left of center. But really, I mean, Jesus, he hit the hell out of that ball. It was, what, 427? And I just found that so amusing. He took it personally. He took it. He was pissed. He took it personally. Good, good job, Camden Yards. Um, he also said that he was mad that he was out of the lineup the other night. And this is the second time that he has been out of the lineup and then come back the next day to have a multi-home run day. And Aaron Boone kind of, you know, said it with a wry smile. He's like, hey, he was rested last night. Or rested, yeah, rested last night going into the game. So I feel like Aaron Boone knows what he's doing when it comes to resting the guys because this 23 games in 22 days stretch is rough. And as I said, don't be surprised if by the end of that stretch when they're playing the Rays just before Memorial Day, you see some guys hitting a wall. Although Boone is doing a good job of managing the lineup keeping people out to give them rest. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised to see Stanton out at some point, either today or tomorrow. Maybe. We'll see about that. The other story of the game, Michael King. What can you say about Michael King? First of all, thank you, Corey Kluber. (laughs) Turns out Corey Kluber's one year with the Yankees had... A lasting effect because of him Michael King has been incredible nine up nine down six strikeouts what the hell <laughs> it is a pleasure watching Michael King his pitches are insane to watch because they'll start off looking like they're going in or out and then they end up the opposite way I don't know who someone posted one of his pitches last night and it just How does a baseball do that? He's not the only guy where the balls do that, but sometimes you watch these pitches and think, how is it possible that a baseball does that and not a wiffle ball? Because it looks like a wiffle ball. Adam Ottavino has the same thing, where it looks like he's throwing a wiffle ball. And it's just, yeah, he's been amazing. And I always joke about Michael King looking like Joe Schmo in his post-game interviews. Like, if you see him without his uniform on, he doesn't look like a guy who should be a Major League Baseball player. (laughs) Aaron Judge? No, Aaron Judge actually looks like a football player, really, or a basketball player. But Michael King just looks like some normal dude that you would see out and about. And he's just incredible. Yeah. Now, I will say, while Boone is doing a good job managing the lineup, Managing the bullpen, for the most part, we're going to get into just a little issue that I had with Aaron Boone's decision-making last night. It worked out for the Yankees, barely, but it did work out. We'll get into that in segment two. But right now, spring is in the air. That's why I'm rocking my flowered Yankee hat, which I know pisses off a lot of people. Sorry, but I like flowers and I like the Yankees. 
With spring in the air, it's a time of renewal and growth personally and professionally. As your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MLB. That's linkedin.com slash MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. For your next listen, you should listen to Locked On Now. You'll get recaps of Major League Baseball games with analysis from our local experts who are taking fans through the season like no other network. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Last night, let's discuss Aroldis Chapman. We were talking yesterday. We, me, was talking yesterday about... His performance the other night, because people were questioning Boone bringing him in in a game that was 6-1, and I kind of questioned it as well. He could have brought someone else in at 6-1. The Orioles weren't doing anything against the Yankees pitching, and I don't know. It felt, felt like he didn't need to be in that game. Then he brings him in last night, which is understandable because the Yankees have a two-run lead. He's the closer. And yes, I believe he's nine for nine in save opportunities, right? Like he hasn't blown a save. He nearly did, but he didn't. It is so painful watching a Rolls Chapman pitch. (laughs) And I've said this before, we were so used to watching Mariano Rivera be automatic. And even when he wasn't automatic, you knew that he would become automatic again. He would just have a little blip. He had what's wrong with Mo week, usually in August. And then he would go back to being Mo. But watching Chapman close a game is painful. It's almost like watching John Wetland again. It's just, it's not fun. It's not funny. It's not fun. No, it really isn't. Um, you know, and I warned you that he is going to blow a save at some point. It's happening because they all do, but... I feel like when he does, it's going to be in spectacular fashion. Like that game against the Twins last year. It's like, what was it again? What did he give up? Four runs on nine pitches? It was something crazy like that. (laughs) Just like within a matter of minutes, the or a matter of like seconds, the Yankees lost that game in spectacular fashion thanks to Aroldis Chapman. And I feel like that's going to happen again this year. But it is not fun watching him. He can't get the ball over 100 miles an hour, or at least it seemed like it last night. I saw a 99, and while I'm here with you, and I know I'm typing on my computer while I'm here, I don't have the extra screen, so you're going to have to deal with this. I'm going to look at his numbers because I need to see the velocity because I feel like it was down from the other night. 
It seemed like it. I could be wrong, but I'm going to look anyway because it just, something was really off with him. Let's see. Yep, he did not hit 100. He threw four, no, 12 four-seam fastballs. He threw 12 four-seam fastballs. The max was 98.9, so that was the 99 I saw. Minimum 93.1. Average 96.3, which is down from his season average of 96.8. So that's kind of, kind of alarming. He threw one sinker, it was 98.7. And then his slider averaged 85 on the nose. And that was actually up from his average. But even the sinker is down because his average on the sinker is 100.2. And it was 98.7. So something's happening with him. And Boone had Clay Holmes up. But he said in the post game that he had Holmes up in case King got into trouble. And then Holmes came up again when Chapman was out there because Chapman nearly got into trouble. Now, luckily for Chapman, Cedric Mullins does not do well against him at all. It was like 0 for 5, right? Or was the number? He had like five strikeouts or four strikeouts in his. <laughs> but Cedric Mullins is a good player. I mention him all the time. He's one of their best players. And he's one of those guys that I feel bad for because he's on a team that's horrible and hopefully Baltimore ownership will fix that. He only needed two pitches to get Mullins out. It was two four-seam fastballs. He got a foul ball on the first one, 97.9. And then the one where he got the pop out was 97 on the nose. Now, it's kind of funny, and I'll admit it, it's kind of funny that I'm complaining about someone throwing 97 miles an hour. But when you're used to seeing his readings above 100, something's up. Something is up. And I know he's the closer, but there are guys in the bullpen who are better than him right now. And I don't want the Yankees wasting games on him. And I don't want him being the reason they blow a game because they're insisting on keeping him as the closer. I don't even know if that makes sense. I get it. That's what he does. But there are guys in the bullpen that are better than him right now. They're like four or five. He's like fifth in the, <laughs> in the rankings. There you go. And it's just not comfortable watching him. It's not fun to watch him at all. You know, you always feel like the other shoe is going to drop. And who wants a closer like that? Thank goodness that this is his last year. And my, oh God, they better not resign him. Seriously, I can't. Brian Cashman, I know you're not listening to this, but in case you are, please do not resign him. Don't. Do not. Quickly, Yankees, Orioles tonight, 7.05, Camden Yards. Garrett Cole against Jordan Lyles. Cole is 3-0 with a 2.95 ERA and 46 strikeouts. Jordan Lyles, 2-3 with a 4.38 ERA, 32 strikeouts. Let's see. Anthony Rizzo does well against Jordan Lyles. In 22 at bats, he has two home runs, 11 runs batted in, and he's batting 273. Stanton in 15 at bats is batting 467 with one home run, five runs batted in. 
And let's see. Robinson Chirinos is the one guy on Baltimore who has a home run against Cole. And in seven at-bats, he's batting 286 with that one home run. So that'll be interesting to see what happens tonight. Hopefully Cole will keep doing what he's been doing his last few starts. He has an ERA of 146, I believe, in his last. After those first three wonky starts, ever since then, his ERA is hovering around 140. So he's being the Garrett Cole that we all know and love and need in the rotation. In a moment, we'll be talking about something to do with that because there was a tweet that set me off this morning. And so before we get into that, guess what time it is? If you're not watching on YouTube, I'm holding up a Built Bar Puff birthday cake flavor. My goodness, imagine sticking your finger into a tub of birthday cake frosting and then realizing it's only 150 calories. That's what it's like eating one of these things. It is so good. Make every day your birthday with Built's birthday cake puffs. Built has taken the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake and robed it in 100% white chocolate and added sprinkles. Every Built bar is covered in 100% chocolate. That means with Built, you can eat healthy and enjoy doing it. They're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. I'm telling you, it is so good. And I'm not really a birthday cake person. I'm more of a dark chocolate person, but these are amazing. Go to Built.com to get the birthday puffs now. Use our promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So... Let's talk about the tweet that set me off this morning. Although it didn't only set me off. It set off a couple of people. But let's find it. Okay. It was from, I think, a Mariners podcast, if I'm not mistaken. And yes, okay. Yankees are 26 and 9. This was written yesterday before yesterday's win. 21 of their games have been against last or second last place teams. Second to last place teams. It says second last, so I'm reading it. <laughs> okay. Here's my problem with that. Last year, and I've complained about this many times, the Yankees only went 11-8 and eight against the Orioles, and that hurt their division title chances. It also hurt their chance to win the wild card. Home field advantage over the Red Sox. Good teams beat up on bad teams. That's what they're supposed to do. They've also beaten the Blue Jays six out of nine so far. Are the Blue Jays bad? No, they're just having a bad stretch. So I don't understand, like, that's what good teams do up on the bad teams. So they were even bringing up the Astros as an example. Well, their schedule is soft too. Yeah, well, good teams are supposed to beat up on the bad teams. That's why they're bad. Hello? Like what? So then Ben Kaback, River Avenue Blues, in case you didn't know, he said, 
Over their last 28 games, the Yankees are 23-5 and against a whole bunch of really bad or underperforming teams, which is how really good teams make it to 100-plus wins. Anyone making any other point is just talking themselves into a pretzel at this point in the season. It's true. And I get it. Mariners fans are bitter because their only really good playoff win amounted to nothing. You beat the Yankees in the division series. Yes, it was a great comeback for you guys. But what happened after that? Nothing for you. The Yankees went on to win four out of five World Series. And who did the Yankees eliminate in 2001 in the ALCS? The 116-win Mariners. The 114-win Yankees went on to win the World Series. So I understand that you're bitter and don't like what's happening with the Yankees right now. But it's still early. It's too early to complain about this. Yeah. <laughs> like, give me a break. Good teams beat up on bad teams. That's what you're supposed to do. This is what they didn't do last year. So this makes them a better team than last year so far. And last year, they did okay against the good teams. And yes, their schedule has been lighter, but they're playing 23 games in 22 days, and it doesn't matter who the opponent is. That's not that easy to do. Sorry, I didn't mean to turn into, like, Stephen A. Smith, Mad Dog. I don't want to scream. But that set me off just a little bit. Then... I saw another tweet that really set me off. I just got really angry. I'm not going to repeat what I quote tweeted because I said a bad word. But someone posted a graphic of the Twin Towers burning, Randy Johnson making an ugly face in his Arizona Diamondbacks uniform. And it said, why the 2001 World Series saved America? Mm-mm. No. No. No, I know it's been 22 years, 21 years, 21 years. And people think they can joke like that, but no, I'm no, mm -mm. you can't joke like that with me. I don't appreciate that at all. Okay. Because I feel like people don't understand what New Yorkers actually went through after 9-11. And it's never appropriate to joke like that and I saw some people you know glomming onto it and being like yeah no it's not funny it's not I'm sorry and I have a sense of humor I find a lot of things funny mostly stupid things you know there's some TikToks that make me laugh and I think to myself why am I laughing at this but you know I do have the humor of a 12 year old sometimes but this kind of thing no not accepting that at all don't do that don't. 9-11 was horrifying. And the Yankees making it as far as they did in the playoffs helped a lot of us. I was in a documentary about it. Nine Innings from Ground Zero. Aired on HBO in 2004. Look it up. You'll see me stab myself in the documentary. Those days after 9-11 were horrifying. And if you're too young to remember that they were horrifying, maybe you should talk to someone who was around there, who was a fully formed adult during that time. 
and had their lives I don't know disrupted um you know you went from living a normal life to walking around because I worked in the city at the time walking around wondering when the next attack was going to be anytime you heard a siren you had a panic attack I moved to Staten Island a couple of months after 9-11 so I would take the train downtown and one night we got stuck outside of the Wall Street station on the four five line because you know um the one nine at that time was pretty much crushed under all of the wreckage from the towers collapsing and we were stuck in the tunnel for 45 minutes with barely an announcement and when i tell you that train car which was packed full of commuters on their way home just we all were just looking at each other no one spoke for 45 minutes we all just sat there wondering if something else happened and if we were going to come out of the tunnel seeing like the rest of Manhattan collapsed above us. So I don't appreciate anything like that joking about 9-11. I really don't. I still don't. I will not until the day I leave this earth. So don't do that. Seriously, it's not funny. It's not. We don't appreciate that. Okay, Yankees Orioles, Cole going for win number four. Yankees going for their third win against the Orioles in this series. We'll see how Judge does. I think he's gonna hit it. I think he's gonna hit it over the wall and left. I think he will. I have a feeling he's gonna get really pissed off and just pull the ball and hit it like 400 feet. No, 420 feet that way because he has to hit it 420 feet now to get it over the wall. Yeah, I have a feeling in one of these two games, he's going to hit an absolute bomb to left field and it's going to be fun to watch. So let's hope. <laughs> and tomorrow's show, we'll have the recap of, la uh, of last night's game. We'll have the recap of tonight's game, any other stuff that comes up, any other quotes from people. And, you know, uh, I'm assuming because Chapman was in the last two games, we won't be seeing him tonight. So I won't have to talk about how low his velocity is getting. So, yeah. Anyway, so that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I would like to remind you that you can listen to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, like and comment on YouTube as well, because I will, I'll respond. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB. Now make your second listen of the day Locked On MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind. Please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We'd really appreciate it. So enjoy your Wednesday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. 